Thank you all for joining us another episode. <laughs> um, this one is going to be an interesting one. And we know y'all love these sex topics and relationship topics. Mm-hmm. You know, can't get enough of that. <laughs> but um, today we have a special guest with us. Uh, but before I introduce her, uh, make sure you take a second and review us on Apple Podcasts. Please. Share this episode or any episode you like with a friend or family who you think might, you know, utilize it or share it with other people as well. The more yeah. you share, the more you review, the more people find us and the more we climb up the charts. Yeah. Um, so support us, you know, or I guess in this case, black owned, right? Like, sure. Of course. <laughs> so, black owned, black everything. Mm-hmm. So please, please, <laughs> please make sure you do that. And of course, subscribe to us on YouTube. We do have videos for almost every episode on there. Mm-hmm. So you can also see us if you prefer to watch and not listen. We have that option mm-hmm. as well. So today's episode. Haha. So <laughs> first of all, let me introduce our guest. Um, I'm here with Annabelle. And then our guest's hey. name is Charity Bartsdale. She's the CEO of Lavish Seductions, LLC. And you can, you know, find her website at www.lavishseductions.com. And that's that I went on the website and I was just like, wow, uh, <laughs> this site was very, if you click on it too, you can see immediately. It's okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> My virgin eyes want to love Yeah. The, the, the website was very, uh. <laughs> It, it opened my eyes. Uh, <laughs> so you you definitely have options on the website if mm-hmm. you are trying to explore a different adventurous sexual side of yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to learn new things, there are tons of sexual um, toys and playthings on there. Mm-hmm. And we brought her on here for like, you know, professional, because she, she is in her field. So, so for advice on how to, you know, the topic of today is pleasing your partner and sex toys. Mm-hmm. A lot of people tend to have a lot of issues with using sex toys because one, they're not comfortable. A lot of people are very religious. So mm-hmm. you already think, masturbation is uh, a sin so usually if you are masturbating or playing with yourself or something like that you're thinking you're doing something wrong Mm -hmm. and you always after you're done usually you feel this sadness and regret (laughs) afterwards so if I'm talking to you you know I see you (laughs) so it's okay um but we do struggle with these things and other reasons as well as to why people don't really get in tune with themselves sexually Mm -hmm. so we'll be talking about um why um people do certain things and how and then i'll describe and define sex toys um some you know reasons why people do certain things whatever you will go through this list but then you know our miss lavish here will then um answer a few questions and of course she'll give us her specialty and you know critique on some of these things because i found them on the internet so maybe mm-hmm. you have the first-hand experience um on certain mm-hmm. things just always correct us if we're wrong please do yes <laughs> So, um, before I even go on, I want to still give, um, Charity or Ms. Lavish uh, a chance to introduce herself if I didn't say certain things. So you have the floor. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, you pretty much got it all right. Um, yes, my name is Charity Barksdale. Um, also known as Ms. Lavish. Um, I got my degree in psychology. Um, so, um, I could be able to utilize that to kind of give back to my community, but, um, how I kind of got into, building my own uh, business. It's a multi-tier business and it's not just about sex toys. It's about the education behind sex and sex toys because um, mm-hmm. that in our community and I say our and in minority community um, mm-hmm. education um, is very, very vast in between. Um, we don't really get good education in regards to sex mm-hmm. and um, 
you know, also culturally, you mentioned liking a boy or liking a girl or even liking the same sex is almost taboo to even mm-hmm. bring that type of conversation to our parents. Of course. So we're left to, um, unfortunately, to our schools and our teachers teaching us about our bodies. And um, I would like to say that teachers can't relate to us. Some teachers can't relate to us, especially physically and culturally. So it's just very important that I educate people behind that. And there's a lot of trauma um, within our community as well, is that um, what happens in the house stays in the house kind of do, like, don't discuss my business out in the street or to discuss what happens in this house. So there's a lot of children and young um, teenagers who are forced to live in silence um, when a family member might be touching them or a local pastor, um, you know, heaven forbid, um, anything like that, a church related person. So it is very common in our community, um, sexual abuse. So um, a lot of my clients aren't just, you know, trying to purchase off the site. They're just trying to find a way back to being intimate with someone and learning how to start from ground zero because the fear of someone even touching them, the thought of even touching them is it it causes anxiety. So um, that's why I got my degree in psychology and also I'm from New York. So, so they've given me plenty of information, a plethora of information on what can be utilized in the bedroom, what are some good tactics and um, how to own their own sexuality, which is why I constantly find myself having conversations and kind of picking the brain of strippers and uh, all from walks of life, LGBTQ community, um, not just to educate myself so I could be a well-rounded person, but to be able to open my arms and open my mind and open my understanding um, to, you know, um, they're called sex workers. Mm-hmm. So we can have a better understanding or be able to utilize some of their techniques in our bedrooms, which some people may mm-hmm. frown upon, but um, it works. A lot yeah, of it works. So, um, Men go to them for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And that's my business model. I have people sometimes just wanting a consultation, just want to talk. So mm-hmm. um, that's pretty much my business model to be able to educate as well as offer different services. Right. Awesome. So yeah, as you heard, it's not just sex toy, there's education as well. And a lot of Mm -hmm. people are liking that. There is this ignorance, especially in the black community. Yeah. And the fact that she has like professional education Mm -hmm. and back it up. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's something I think that's really important. Because people are just out here (laughs) thinking that they have sex with all these people, thinking now they're not experts. So you have the actually have the education and the backing and (laughs) the the orgasm episode we had on how little (laughs) women have orgasms. It was like two out of (laughs) ten women have satisfiable. Um, orgasms and it's like so y'all want something wrong out here yes yeah, so and, and everybody swears they're good in bed so who's lying you know so and <laughs> I, just, I think that's such a good segue that's that's so important that um mm-hmm. there is a study that um women in or men that's in same-sex relationships are reaching their orgasm almost 50 more percent of the time yep. than heterosexual yeah. relationships and that's mainly because um not just knowing each other's bodies because you have the same anatomy but mm-hmm. it really goes to men once they're aroused they are 50 percent already there to orgasm really? yeah Where women are Right. Women, you have internal, intricate, whatever, yeah. and most you men want to spend the time. Yeah, you gotta get a certain angle. 
single, you got to write it a certain way. Like, And most men don't want to spend the time doing that. They just want to get And then you're dealing with different sizes as well. Mm-hmm. Right. It's uh, The foreplay yeah. isn't fair. So when you, when women are at zero, the men are at 50. By the time he reached climax, you're just 50% halfway there. There's mm-hmm. not enough foreplay in the bedroom and heterosexual relationships. Not enough playing. Mm-hmm. Not enough warming the oven. And that's why we are not achieving orgasms in heterosexual relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I totally agree. And we had a few um, episodes uh, with these topics as well, with the fetishes, yeah. with orgasms, with mm-hmm. sex. We already have a few episodes where we're trying to break down um, the stereotypes and wh- where exactly the problem was. But I'm glad we can finally have somebody to um, support these claims or dispute certain claims. So yes, guys, more. it's not just us being negative. We're not. We're not. <laughs> we're not attacking guys. So this is it, something real. This is based off experience. Yeah. And I'm I'm laughing because she used the same terminology yeah, the that oven. I did. <laughs> it's they don't want to warm, don't wanna like, warm up the oven. I already know that I like you. They want to easy. They want to easy bake oven. That's the right. problem. <laughs> <laughs> that don't even work. Yeah. <laughs> no fun. No Thing, no power. <laughs> so okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna just state a few pointers and then um I'm gonna then go into our facts, um, which we usually have supported with um, research, and then we'll of course ask our guest questions and you feel free to chime in wherever you feel the need to either correct us or just you know add an extra point or whatever. Mm-hmm. So here are here are our pointers. Um first of all, I found a few things that were kind of like pointing fingers at people, like one, mm-hmm. are you staying up late scrolling through social media to avoid intimacy with your partner mm-hmm. or pretending to be asleep? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you find yourself avoiding sex, you're not alone. Approximately one woman in 10 experiences a decrease in her sex drive at some point in her life. Oh. They don't mention at what point. I'm so going to say it's menopause because your estrogen drops. But what about people think. who are experiencing it now? Yeah. Who just don't want to do stuff with their Depression? partner anymore? I don't know. It could, it could, yeah, it could be many reasons. And we'll state some of those reasons later or, or the general reasons. Um, and Ms. Lavish can help us. Um, even oh, the next point is even if you don't have children, the newness of the relationship or marriage wears off after three or four years together. Mm. Typically, this sex becomes more of a routine. Intimacy breaks down at this stage because couples don't talk about their sex life. They just kind of go through a routine, go through life, go through having kids, whatever, mm-hmm. and just try to survive. According to uh, a John Hopkins um, article, um, couples aren't as intentional about connecting with each other as they were earlier in the relationship. Wow. This is what we talk about when we say you got to keep the spark. You got to, you know, keep that flame going. Absolutely. Otherwise you get bored, you get tired and you all just live in the same house or share the same environment. Like, yeah, it's so sad how it always, it's, it's such a repetitive like storyline. Like I don't know when people are going to just get it. Like you can't just like after the chase, everything mm-hmm. just, just falls. No, you, you chase them, you get them. And then you just, Oh, fall everything drops one thing i heard from this movie is a christian movie actually fireproof is that um once you start a relationship with somebody like that's you earning a high school diploma once you get married that's you earning your bachelor's getting to know them and understand PhD, right? how they operate yes you want to get to your phd and that takes forever y'all a phd to yeah. it's hard and sharing this and Absolutely. sometimes you want to quit so that's but what marriage if you is want it, you will work hard for it and, and a lot of people you don't. should strive for that Exactly. So um, the last pointer is besides the age of a relationship, other factors can lead to less intimacy. Um, Mm -hmm. Career and family pressures can take up your time and zap your energy. Relational resentments can develop over time, especially if you're not compatible. Mm -hmm. And the most common one is feeling overwhelmed and resentful that your partner isn't helping out as much as you would like them to. That is a huge thing, especially in marriage. After kids. Definitely see that happening. (laughs) Oh my God. It is huge. You get so frustrated. And why would you want to give some to somebody who's making you, basically treating you like a slave in your own house? Yes. Why would I want to lay down and sleep with you? Of course I won't. You're tired after taking care of everything in the household. Come on. I just want to get through the day. Like, please don't disturb me. And what does that lead to? 
dissatisfaction, cheating, divorce. Sexless it life. just yeah, it falls downhill from there. So a lot of that can be solved with communication. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. So here's the first fact. So researchers and healthcare professionals usually divide sexual complaints into four main categories. Number one is desire, which refers to being interested in sex at all. Arousal is number mm-hmm. two, which refers to the physical changes such as lubrication mm-hmm. and emotional changes people experience when thinking or participating participating in sex. The third one is orgasm or satisfaction, which is when you reach that level, which is the good part. And the physical pain is where um, most people t- tend to have issues. Mm-hmm. Um, either the person is either, like you said, too big, it's uncomfortable, you're not aroused enough, you're, you don't desire that person enough, or you just don't want to be in that situation at all. So, or, or it's a um, medical issue. So mm-hmm. that's another thing. So here's a question for Ms. Um, Lavish. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is the main hindrance behind why people aren't as willing to try new things in the bedroom, mm-hmm. in, including the things I mentioned as, you know, the main? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I say from everything I've encountered, fear. Um, fear is very mm-hmm. real in our sex life because it's the fear of disappointment. It's the fear mm-hmm. of not performing. It's the fear of not knowing or what to expect. We fear what we don't know. And that's just human nature. We fear what we don't know. So mm-hmm. if we don't understand it, if we haven't experienced, we're, now we have to step outside of our comfort zone. Now we have to give someone else power mm-hmm. or have to step into a situation where we've never encountered before. And there's always fear there. And, um, mm-hmm. I use a good quote. Will Smith said, um, on the other side of fear is great beauty. And mm-hmm. that's why he went, um, bungee jumping because a lot of people are scared to see what's on the other side of fear. This is what prohibits yeah. us from doing anything in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just about sex. It's, um, if you have a job interview, those butterflies in your stomach and that nerves because you're encountering the unknown. You don't know who's on the other side of that door, what they're going to ask you. Same thing in the mm-hmm. bedroom. You don't know what's on the other side of that door. You don't know what to expect. And it's especially more difficult when you're with a partner and you guys are relatively new to each other, you feel a little more inclined to, okay, I don't, I don't want to, um, you guys use the term of maybe queef or, um, a (laughs) vaginal fart, like, I heard about that. I heard it online. Right. Is it it true that after you, um, do, I I have no experience with this, by the way, is it true that after you do doggy style, is it true that when you get up, it's like this, sound it makes yeah it's because the angle of your vajayjay there's a lot of wetness going on and then you're moving around like you know I'm supposed to myself I saw a about it and I couldn't relate I was like what's going on here is this real like the vagina is really doing a whole like farting thing through this like well it's not like active farting it's just air releasing itself you know what I mean I don't know if that makes sense pumping air into the vagina so the air oh yes Okay. <laughs> it, it's just air getting trapped in a vagina because of the yeah. angle which he comes in. So if he's coming in and when he comes back out, when he's pulling back out to go back in, that air is coming in like a funnel. Right. Around oh, his penis. Yeah. So when the so air comes around his funnel, around his penis, <laughs> that extra air goes in and he's just pushing it back out. So it's a sound. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. I saw TikTok and I was like, what in the world? Is that? <laughs> totally <laughs> No, the hers was extensive. (laughs) (laughs) And believe it or not, depending on the size of his penis depends on how big you um how big the sound is. Oh Oh, wow. I don't know if a lot of people know that. 
Ooh, they, they surely don't. Because imagine if that's happening and you've never experienced it before. Now you're thinking it's your fault or your vagina or the guy's looking no, at you like... The guy is smart. Like, he knows what's up. Like, yeah. Especially if there's a lot of moisturization in the mix. Like, it just happens. I don't know how to explain it. True. I agree. Unfortunately, a lot of men aren't well-versed in sex or pleasing women. Very so. true. They might not even know what happens with the female body when that type of thing occurs. They're yeah. probably looking at you like, why are you farting? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you have to explain it. But um, okay, so the next fact we have here, I'm going to describe these and I'm sure you know most of these um, is lavish, but feel free to chime in once again. I definitely Googled all of these and a lot of these I was just like, huh? Really? <laughs> so um, types of sex toys. Okay, so I'm going to list them out for people who don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Vibrator, which is uh, I think the most common, most people yeah. tend to. Yeah, these are called personal massagers. They're mm-hmm. objects that vibrate or create a buzz continuously to stimulate your genitals. Mm-hmm. Dildos, number two, objects that go inside a vagina, anus, or mouth. They come in many shapes and sizes, but they're often shaped usually like a penis. But, you know, you can get them in abstract shapes, too, if you want. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> they are. They're ab- <laughs> I'm just thinking of, like, a Picasso painting. <laughs> of the penis of their partner oh that's smart yeah i've seen that yeah so it's like like, yeah it's your own personal it's like when he's not there he is there you know so Mm -hmm. i mean that's smart for some people um the next one is anal toys sex toys made Mm -hmm. specifically to stimulate and or go inside your anus anal toys include plugs usually called butt plugs Mm -hmm. anal beads prostate prostate massagers and dildos with a wide base you need to use Mm -hmm. to use anal toys safely Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely don't know this from experience, but I will say from friends who are talking about this, they were like, yes. listen, if you use, yes. if you get anal without <laughs> using any lube, you are going to basically die. Like, like, <laughs> I don't know about die, but the, the experience that you have the days following will not be pleasant. <laughs> you, you, you more than, more likely than you normally do. <laughs> Your ass is loose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen oh my god it's, it's not a it's not a choice oh, I can't you, you need it not controlling your sphincter anal ease <laughs> listen okay, okay. and I've, I've, I've listened to other sex podcasts where they say you have to use some people um especially mm-hmm. in the gay community they like to pop some pills sometimes oh, so to loosen the um sphincters it makes you kind of relaxed so then mm-hmm. it makes the whole process easier once you become too relaxed Oh, I don't know. No, that's what that's what I worry about. One of them too, like, and then it's just like just going in and out, like, oh, no, something might fall out. <laughs> I, think, I, I think also, like Ms. Lavish said, a lot of people get uncomfortable, and there's that fear. People yeah. get uncomfortable. Like, what if you want to try anal, but what if he sees poop? You know, mm-hmm. what if ah, this is why I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'm sorry, what if he just... sticks a toy in there and pulls it out and it's brown? Once and in it's... a blue moon type thing, I'm just. No, I, I had a friend who worked at a gay gym, and he was like, every time at this gay gym he worked at, every time he go to the bathroom to clean it up, he would always see a bunch of sex toys with poop on them. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to scream. <laughs> Yeah, and he was just like it, it was. It got to the point where they got used to it, but it was like, oh my god, no, you guys gross. just do this shit at home. Like we're tired of picking up your shitty sex toys. Period. So I mean, it's it's up to you what you want to do. But definitely, if you're gonna try anal, one thing everyone seems to say is a general consensus: use lube, please. Mm. Don't hurt yourself. So the next one is sleeves. Um, 
It's called a mat, or it's, it can also be called masturbation sleeves, penis sleeves, or strokers. Oh, I've seen them. Yeah, there are soft tubes that you put your penis into, and I guess you masturbate with them. I think so. People, similar to fleshlights, but I also feel like some people use condoms for that. Really? Yeah. Or socks, like a sleeve, like they put their. I've, I've heard socks before. Yeah, like, like the, the, because the condom has lubrication inside of it. Yeah. So they'll just mash it with the condom, and then when they're done, it goes into the condom, and they trash the condom. Interesting. So yeah, probably the smart way to clean up. That so. you know, yeah. one and done. And okay. so the next one is uh penis rings, aka I want to try cock that. rings on somebody. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're also so. <laughs> rings or erectile dysfunction rings or constriction rings mm-hmm. these are rings that go around your scrotum and penis and i um, i went to the sex to- um, sex store for fun one time and i actually saw that a lot of them actually vibrate they do you the put them on came out with the new mm-hmm. one so you put them on and then you press a button and it vibrates and it's supposed to stimulate the guy as you also stimulate him and right? think about it the thing that is vibrating where your clit is supposed to be when you're riding him or oh like so it's like him. for you two so it's double stimulate y'all yeah we gonna we gonna ask i need to find somebody who's this cool with it because <laughs> yeah she got her sex toys on there she can you know give us professional expertise yeah so um the next one is pumps aka penis pumps vacuum pumps or vacuum erection pumps these are vacuum-like devices that use a hand or battery-powered pump to create suction around your penis, clitoris, vulva, or nipples. That sounds very. Uh, I don't know. Oh yeah, people who like like S and M type stuff. They like doing the pumps. They like nipple clamps, um, pumps. Mm, they'll pump them. up the vagina, pump up the nipple, pump up the penis. And I actually heard that you sometimes you can pump up the penis to make it look larger. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. it's putting more blood yeah. into the vessels, so, and then yeah, the I, I guess the they're people like, well, let me let me hurry up real quick, go to the bathroom, pump, 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 come out, and then like, hey, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So it'd be like, um, you know. And then the next one, second to the last one is Benoit balls. These are AKA mm. Kegel balls. Oh, I have these. Kegel trainers, vagina balls, or orgasm balls. They're round objects, really round, like smooth round, mm-hmm. that you put inside your vagina. They can help you do certain exercises that tone and strengthen your Kegel muscles. And I heard mm-hmm. some good and bad things, and bad things including people are saying, um, don't use them because if you're a young adult, your vagina, and you haven't had kids, you shouldn't be using them because really? it's, it's like, this is what I heard. We'll ask Mom, Ms. Lavish for, you know, expertise. But mm-hmm. people have said that when you put them on or you put them in, sometimes mm-hmm. it can hurt you more than um, help you because unless you've had kids and you're looking to tighten or whatever the muscle you mm-hmm. shouldn't be worried about your vagina because the, the muscle is um, the muscle is in there and it stretches and expands. So yeah. it should, you shouldn't worry about making those changes unless your doctor tells you mm-hmm. that's something. I don't know if they would suggest that kind of thing, but anyway, yeah. um, harnesses. The last one, there are straps or strap-on mm-hmm. harnesses. You see this a lot in like you know sex movies and whatever. They'll just mm-hmm. put a harness on a bed or whatever. Your partner goes on it and it holds. I hope they um, got a strong door frame. Yeah, they have that too. <laughs> they have and then they have also have a, um, a garment that holds. It's also it can also be a garment that holds a packer, dildo, or other sex toys against your body. So you mm-hmm. can also put it on your body strap on. and then you yeah basically what you hear is a strap on um in the I guess lesbian community when you have um two women. Mm-hmm. Um, so Miss Lavish, so what do you have to say about these um sex toys and uh, are there any more that we need to add? And you know <laughs> definitions if you did it wrong or like <laughs> the stereotypes and whatnot. <laughs> no, um, you you pretty much hit the uh, nail on the head. Most of those are all of those are pretty much accurate. Um, but for the anal, I would say that the the best thing for anal would be the anal beads to start off with. A lot of people think jumping right into having a penis 
and they swing foot is the best way to begin anal sex and it is not it is actually the perfect way to tear your anus and a lot of people try to use numbing cream and that's also not recommended because people think numbing that area will allow them to be able to have themselves penetrated um again if that happens and let's say you use um, a cream to numb or, you know, avoid the sensation. Now you don't know if you've torn. And, and I work in a hospital. You Believe it or not, people come in and don't even know why they're, they're bleeding, you know, they're bleeding from their butt or, you know, why they have lost the sensation. Um, yeah, I would never, I don't recommend people using that, especially if they're beginners. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of want to feel that because then you could tell the person behind you, listen, stop. That's too far. It's hurting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and definitely just much like, um, the introductory for opening up the vagina for a virgin is using a finger and then you graduate yeah. to two fingers. It's the same yeah. thing with the anus. Try yeah. anal beads and then you gradually work your way up until yeah. that moment. Um, people mm-hmm. want to just go right into it. And I tell you, that's the quickest way to tear your, um, that's the, Quickest way to tell you. You know what I think is, is porn. Porn, I think, misguides a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not trying to pick on guys, but it's the truth. They just think that spitting on it and then sticking it in is the oh, no. way to go. Those are professionals. Yeah. <laughs> They've been doing this forever and they know what they can take. So right. watching porn and thinking you can just try it on your partner yeah. is a bad, bad idea. Like, yeah. and, and believe it or not, that's why a lot of people are fearful to try anal. Um, we, there was a, a study conducted, and the biggest fear wasn't um, poop came in second, but people wow. were fearful of getting their butt torn and ending up like having to go to the hospital. And like, you have to explain to your family why you're in the hospital. No one yeah. has to explain I've torn my butthole from <laughs> anal sex. Right? Right? your next of kin talking yeah. about <laughs> Right, because we all know who <laughs> comes from the, the butt. So, you know, people's like, if my mom ever found out I went into the hospital because I tore my butt or, you know, and it's just like, what if I was with my, let's say if you had a significant partner outside mm-hmm. of your relationship and you mm-hmm. end up going to the hospital, how do you explain that? Damn, you shouldn't be so, doing that anyway. Look, exactly. Going to work, having to sit on a donut because you can't fully sit in your seat at work. Now people yeah, are having to wear a diaper as a full grown adult. Yep. It, yeah. Yep. So yeah, people are more fearful about what can happen to them during the process rather than the poop thing. That's actually came yeah. in like second. So people are fearful of what it can mean. So that's that's the fear of having anal sex. Right. Okay. Okay. So in relation to that um, explanation, what are some popular sex toys you would recommend to our listeners to utilize for the first time for at least for the people who are trying it for the first time and those who, mm-hmm. you know, they're professional, I guess you like what are sex toys you would recommend for newbies and, um, you know, increasing oldies? pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I always recommend self-exploration. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people skip over that and they don't understand that, um, masturbation, uh, for those who can and want to do it, always start with yourself before you graduate to sex toys because you need to know what pleases you. Mm-hmm. So you can use a sex toy, yes, but if you don't self-exploration and explore your vaginal lips and your clitoris, you need to know your own body before you can tell mm-hmm. somebody how to please you. And I think mm-hmm. as women, sometimes we skip over that part and forgetting to yeah. communicate, this is what I like. I like it this way. And it kind of leaves us a little disappointed. So I always encourage first things first, 
touch yourself, self-exploration. Um, the next step after that to graduate to is a vibrator. Vibrators are great for beginners because it starts from low and then you can take it up a notch and then take it up another notch. Just so many different levels on different vibrators. I have a vast, um, I have so many different type of vibrators on my website that will be good for any beginner or even if somebody who's well handled in the sex world is like, listen, I, I like, I like it on number eight. I know what I like. <laughs> so, um, I also like that. Um, vibrating panties, I think will also be Ooh. great for beginners. Um, and it's also an introduction um, for couples. So they say yeah. like, you have a relationship, you, you want to spice things up vibrating panties he's sitting there he has a vibe you know he has the button and he hit it like okay now what's happening is the foreplay so by the time you get home you're just as aroused if not more than he is these men don't understand <laughs> you tell them these things and then i just like to shit on the news. the reason why men like this believe it or not the reason why men like this and great for couples is because control they have the control. Men um like being in control in the bedroom. They like, you know, taking control in the bedroom. A lot of women, believe it or not, are, I can't speak for every woman, but most mm-hmm. men like to be on top, kind of like doing it that way. They like the control of the situation. They're natural yeah. predators. They're they're naturally wanting to go after they prey. It's embedded in their DNA to chase. Yeah. And women naturally run. Men mm-hmm. love chasing women. It, it mm-hmm. just is part of who they are. So when they right. have that control and they have that button for the panties to make you go wild, to make you go mm-hmm. crazy, they love that. They love yeah. watching women squirm. They have that so, control. Exactly. Yeah. That little button holds control over how you react mm-hmm. to them and what they're doing to you. Mm. So then why do you think some men aren't so open with sex toys as much as women are. I feel like I meet lots more women who are willing to mm-hmm. explore that world. And a lot of men are like, nah, nah, nah. If she's playing with sex toys, like she's not for me because they think like you've already over stimulated your vagina and yeah. they have to work extra hard or something. Yeah. It's like they, can, they don't see that they can compete with the machine. And so it's like, if exactly. you're, if you're exactly. Um, you know, or whatever laziness, either laziness or jealousy. Like you're what, what talking you about of a toy? guys, they're easier to stimulate by themselves. They don't need any toys. Whereas we were more intricate, but of course, Miss Lavish, um, please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Cause what I've heard is that it's better for women to be on top in order for them to have more orgasm and more mm-hmm. satisfying orgasm. That, that, that is very true. Because of where our G- most G spots are located in the same place, unless you're, you know, your vaginal, um, they call it the vaginal hood. But um, if your vaginal hood is different, and that's okay, most women, you know, have the same kind of outline and um, body uh, body design. But um, it is proven that if a woman is on top, it is easier to hit her G spot much easier it doesn't matter and the funny thing is you could be at least four to five inches penal size and um give a woman an orgasm when she's on top believe it or not because all the nerve endings sit right in the front for women right so you don't have to be 10 inches long and seven inches wide you don't have to be humongous i'm sorry i'm squirming right now you said seven inches wide. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 
I'm sorry. I, I do have one question for you, Miss Lavish, uh, regarding some of the toys. Now, Sandra mentioned um, something about suction toys, and I've seen a couple like on Amazon and stuff like that, where it's like a, a warming suction clitoris thing. And I think like I don't know. That's that's kind of doing a lot. Is that something that you recommend? Is it painful? Have you experienced it? Like any advice on it in general? Like is it safe? I think it just, I really think it varies um, from person to person and where mm-hmm. your comfortable uh, level is um, using these type of toys. Um, suction toys, I've, I've myself used them. Um, it's a little nerve-wracking because it's like if your click is sucked into it or right. like your vaginal lift is sucked into it, you're just like scared at that point. It's just like, oh my God, I can't. Like, suck it off. <laughs> right, right. Like we can't have that. But um, I, like I said, I myself have used it and I personally like it. It's very different than vibrators that that suction and pull actually increases and, and heightens your orgasm, believe it or not, because now you're adding pressure. So it's, the, the suctioning itself adds pressure to it. So it is very, your clitoris is very sensitive. So when you're doing the suction, it just keeps pulling in, in a gentle way, not in a harsh way, gentle way. And I think it's a great way to orgasm. It makes you orgasm a little bit harder than your average regular orgasm. So um, I definitely would recommend it. And I've never really encountered any stories that someone clears or vaginal lips got sucked into it and, you know, things were never the same. So I would try it. Try it. I always recommend try it to say you don't like it or you do. It's no harm in trying it. Okay. okay. Thank you. Okay. So here's the last um, fact. So um, based on everything she said, I googled and found seven ways to please your partner during COVID-19 lockdown specifically okay so (laughs) number one get freaky in other parts of the house so (laughs) if you live together or don't I mean just you know do it differently if you usually do it on the bed don't do the kitchen yeah at least not on the table where you eat you know or the counters like you cook there come on people love doing it in the kitchen though I feel like they have all these counters and stuff they can actually prop you up on so it's I guess more because where else you gonna go the laundry know. like yeah but it vibrates what you mean the dryer you have to you know some <laughs> laundries don't they don't have where you can sit you know how some it's like they're stuck on oh, each other yeah so it's like what you gonna do like lean on it like it's so it can get a little weird I don't know. but um find wherever you can in your house that's you know a little mm-hmm. different from where you've done it before it kind of brings a new it's a type of excitement just don't do it publicly outside where you can get caught because mm-hmm. you know sex offender don't get listed on there I mean, you know point exactly like don't be trying to be adventurous and get listed on the sex offender list that's not what you want to do you can find creative ways just be smart about it okay? yeah okay <laughs> and do not do it near a playground please don't oh my god don't do that that's the number one way to get on the list without doing anything really that offensive you no kids has to be on the playground for you to be on the sex offender list mm-hmm. as long as you're near the <laughs> playground you're done so mm-hmm. be careful just you know keep it creative and safe number two make your partner feel desired a lot of people don't do this a lot of people don't do this they look at each other they'd be like okay but i like you though but i'm here though but you know we're together though like they don't really try to do anything especially if they were chasing you and putting a lot of work in the beginning Mm-hmm. And then towards the you know middle, they're like, oh, you already know what it is, you know, like so they're doing not, the same five moves uh-huh. every time. So they're not they're not making you feel like, oh wow, you know, interesting. Oh, where did you learn? You know, nothing. It's just the same old, same old. Mm-hmm. And you know, people get tired of that. I had an ex like that. I had to break up with him. <laughs> well, you see, that's that's what can happen <laughs> if you don't uh, satisfy your partner properly. So number three, actually, satisfy your partner with a kiss. Specifically, mm-hmm. set a kiss because people a kiss actually is 
it says a lot and it does a lot more than you think it does. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, you can get people going by just making out with them. You can yeah. literally get the juices flowing just by kissing. And nice. that can be your pre, you know, oral For, whatever yeah, before. Yeah. So, say fornication, foreplay. <laughs> Lord Jesus, I'm getting my words mixed up. Your foreplay. So yeah, so you could definitely, kissing is definitely a good way to get Mm -hmm. y'all like, you know, there or at least halfway or one third there. Um, Mm -hmm. So definitely explore kissing with your partner. Um, Also explore your partner's body. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, like you said, they do the same positions. You don't really want to try to learn. And some partners aren't really vocal. You know, they feel as though either they fear saying how they feel or they're uncomfortable. So they don't really, really like, they'll be like, okay, he's doing it. You know, I come sometimes. We're fine. You know, they don't Mm -hmm. really want to like explain what could actually, especially if you play with yourself and you know how you feel in certain ways, you should be able to explain to him what he needs to do to achieve the same thing. So mm-hmm. explore your partner's body, even if, you know, they're not being vocal. S- test out things, see if they like it, ask them, communicate, talk right. to each other. Um, yeah, vocal. Huh. What were you going to say? I, I do apologize, but um, I don't know if you realize what you're doing, but you're describing sex languages. Oh, really? Everything you're going through is a part of a sex language. Oh, okay. Well, well, well. And people don't, I don't even know that there were sex languages until now. I'm going to save save them. I thought there were love languages. I've I've known about love languages. I I didn't know sex languages. Yes, yes, of course. Sex and love, being intimate with one another, knowing your body's sexual desires. Yes, Mm -hmm. of course, there's sex language. And you can Google it. Yes, there is sex languages. And you are like describing them. I'm like, she doesn't even know. I know. I know. Google came through, you yeah. know. So um, the next one is get vocal about your desires. Once again, talk to your partner, let them know what you want or don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is do foreplay the right way. Mm-hmm. So there are many wrong ways, and I really cannot explain to you exactly what your right way is. It's between you and your partner. Yeah. But mm-hmm. talk to them once again. Get vocal, and then foreplay the right way. Yes. Don't just do stuff because you watched porn and that girl in the porn video liked it. Mm-hmm. That is not your partner who is in front of you right now. And they're acting. Exactly. These are like, actors, paid actors. Paid. They're getting checks. Okay, every time you click on a video, they're getting paid. So trust me, they're not doing it to please you. They're doing it for the moolah, okay? Mm-hmm. So understand that. Now, um, rely on sexual aids, which is why Miss Lavish is here. Um, there are sexual enhancement creams, sex toys, lubricants, and you can find more at, of course, lavishseductions.com. I'm not actually uh-huh. on that website now. Now yes, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I went on the website. I was scared at first. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was lit. It was lit. And she does my consultations. You can make an appointment for um, consultations on there. Okay. So, like, all these things you can do to start mm-hmm. off with your partner Please your partner, talk to your partner, make them feel wanted, kiss, mm-hmm. touch, love, all these things. Like, this is how you keep your partner, okay? People be like, oh, how do you keep a boyfriend, cook for them? No, anyone can cook for your man. Anyone right. can sleep with your man. Anyone can right. do anything with your man. But will it, it- taste good? <laughs> Yeah, ignore me, ignore me. Ignore but me. it's between you and your partner. Like, you have to do, be able to communicate with this part, your partner on mental levels mm. that somebody else cannot touch. To be able to share things with them, other people cannot mm-hmm. share with them. For you guys to remain together. Otherwise, anything can really come in between. If it's just physical, you know, sexual acts, anyone mm-hmm. can offer them that. Anyone can offer you that and yes. make you feel like, well, well, I've been getting some trash sex at home. Somebody else shows you the light and you're out the door. Like, yeah. it's that easy. So... 
you know, there are many ways to do it. And of course, I'll, I'll list um, some of the ways on our IG and the under the podcast notes. But my last question for Miss Lavish is, what advice do you have for people interested in trying new sexual adventures mm-hmm. or maybe fetishes, but don't have a willing partner? Hmm. Oh, yeah. So that's a little bit more difficult because if you don't have a willing partner, now mm-hmm. you, you kind of reached a a pinnacle in your relationship. And that's why you did a perfect segue. And it's also about the sex languages, knowing what your partner likes and knowing Mm -hmm. their limitations because everybody's sexual experience, everybody's sexual level is different. It's hard Mm -hmm. to get someone who kind of has their hooves dug in and said, I'll refuse to try that. Mm -hmm. You kind of also have to respect your partner. And we also Mm -hmm. have to be mindful. Listen, if you're not into what I'm into, that's fine. That's why it's always good to have open discussions. A lot of people are scared to even talk to their partner. Um, So the first thing I recommend is having that secondary level of discussion. Because Mm -hmm. if if you don't have that discussion, and let's say you're 10 years in a marriage or in your relationship, and you want to try um, bondage, all right? And, you know, your partner's like, I'm not okay with that. I'm, I'm terrified of that. It's kind of hard to deter somebody um, to try something that they're afraid of or terrified of. It yeah. takes a lot. Um, talking helps. Um, maybe seeing someone um, like a, a sex therapist or a sex advocate or someone like myself um, to kind of break through that barrier and find out why they are afraid. Sometimes it could go back to trauma, past relationships. They tried it and someone took advantage. It could be different things. So you have to really be able to have that discussion early. Like I was very honest with my husband. I told him I like this, this, and this, this is what turns me on. And this is what gets me off. (laughs) You know, not everybody's that open. Not everybody's that honest. A lot of people have this, representative that they, you know, they bring to the table. And when that representative go, everybody's kind of, you know, shocked. Like you weren't like how we were when we first started dating. That's because you gave a representative. You were not your true Mm -hmm. self. Mm -hmm. If you are into certain things, that is something to be discussed when you reach that part of your relationship where you guys first start having sex, not after first, before you're intimate and you guys know you're getting ready to be intimate. Be like, listen, I know we're about to go there, but there's just some things I want you to know. I like this and I like this. Because if you're not open like that and you don't give that platform to have that discussion, then now you're in a relationship and you're not being pleased to your needs. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that that's I find that to be an issue because a lot of people, oh, but how am I supposed to tell them when we first started dating? If you're going to fuck him, excuse my language, then you should be able to say how you feel. Exactly. <laughs> and tell the man or tell the woman, I like this and I like that. If you're willing to share your body mm-hmm. with somebody else, you should be verbal and sh- strong enough to say, listen, I like this. If you get rejected, you get rejected. But at least you know mm-hmm. that it's about how you feel and how you're being pleased and your partner yeah. feels and how they're being pleased. Mm-hmm. So I definitely recommend having that conversation. If you can't have that conversation, you definitely need to think about maybe seeking other an, another person, a third party to have that discussion with. Yeah. Because it's, it's kind of hard to break down barriers that you guys never even challenged before. Mm-hmm. 
True. That's very good advice. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's, uh, it's always coming down to communication yeah. and a lot of people just lack that ability. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but yeah, I think that's all the questions I have. Um, so thank you so much. You've been awesome today. You definitely, uh, exposed us to cool. a good amount of things we didn't know Absolutely. about. <laughs> I have um, one more thing to say. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. um, like I told you, I do know a lot of madams and I do know a lot of strippers and one of the top reasons and I don't want to say women because women do it as well. But one of the top reasons men seek sex, work, sex workers is because they said, my wife won't do this at home. My girlfriend won't do this at home. So, again, have that conversation with your man. Like, what do you like? Men have that conversation with your woman. What do you like? How can I please you? Mm-hmm. Open that door because you ask that question. I guarantee you. And find a safe space. Like me and my husband, safe space is in our bed. We know we can say anything without the repercussions or the judgment. Because a lot of people don't want to be judged for what they want to do in a bedroom. Yeah, yeah. So have a safe space, couch. I don't care if it's the floor, car, whatever. Find a safe space and says, babe, this is a safe space. We can have open communication here, judgment-free zone. Tell me what you like in the bedroom. Tell me what you're willing to try. If you say willing to try and things that are absolutely off the table, then you can Mm -hmm. kind of gauge how far you can go with your partner. Yeah. So I just wanted to add that. I think I I did that with my husband and yeah, Yeah. that's something I'll definitely want to utilize in the future with just safe space. Cause sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't want to talk about certain things that they feel like they're going to be judged attacked. Well, you're not going to be talking about it with the one off or anything like that. You're just trying to get it off. (laughs) If you're in a relationship, for sure, actually do you yeah. advice. Utilize that yeah. really well, especially if you're in a serious relationship and you're struggling with, you know, sexual um, adventures right now with your partner or just being sexually vocal. Mm-hmm. Definitely find a safe space like she suggested and mm-hmm. use that to open the floor yeah. um, to start conversations. And hopefully you guys will converse more about different things in the future. But, um, yeah, that's about it for today, guys. Um I will list the resources once again, um, how to support Black Lives Matter. We have a link. Black uh, Mental Health Resources, we have a link. Um, Therapy Sources, um, Primary Care Physician, BetterHelp, Employee Assistance Program, and Therapy for Black Girls. And then the other links for the stats and facts that we listed are also at the bottom. Um, I don't think we have, we don't have a mental, um, wow, Annabelle. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have a mental health I tip of the week, the ball but we can one, give Miss Lavish the floor. So what type yes. of um, tip would you like to give people to take away this week? Mm-hmm. Um, especially with everything that's going on with COVID and mental health, um, we found an increase, especially in relationships. A lot of people didn't realize their relationships could not endure. A lot of people yeah. find themselves, um, and you know, to, I don't want to change the tone too much, but um, a lot of domestic violence increased yeah. over the during the duration of COVID, and divorces definitely mm-hmm. increased during the duration. Um, what I will say, um, keep your peace. Um, mm-hmm. mental health is just as important as physical health. Find an outlet. I know we really can't go outside too much and we can, we have to wear a mask. Um, find different hobbies that you can do uh, within doors. Even if you have a yard, if you don't have a yard, maybe you can go to the rooftop of your building, not to encourage anybody to jump or anything, but, um, planting. <laughs> a lot of people, pottery have taken up planting, uh, okay. planting is very, um, is very soothing. Uh-huh. You can plant music, writing. I picked up writing, reading, poetry. These are some things that are outlets. Um, even 
I don't know about everybody else, but I found a little bit of COVID weight. So I'm oh, working, out, <laughs> working out a little bit more. Um, even yeah. if you step outside for 15 minutes, mm-hmm. make sure nobody's around and just have some fresh air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put yourself in front of sunlight. Mm-hmm. Closing yourself off, shades mm-hmm. down. It does create a depressing atmosphere. Get yeah. up, get out, maybe for 15, 20 minutes. Find an isolated space if you can. Take in a deep breath. Let the sun, you know, vitamin D melt into your skin a little bit. Think about your future. What do you want to do after COVID? It's not always right. about the now. It's about what you want to do in the next six months. Do you want yeah. to travel? If you want to travel, where's the first place you would go? You know, mm-hmm. think about the future. Okay, do I want to go to school? Do I want to take this up when I'm done? Do I want to learn mm-hmm. another language? Think about all the things that you could possibly do once COVID is over. It'll help you put things in perspective and give you, a, you know, an idea for a better future and a brighter future It'll make you more optimistic about going out every day or getting up mm-hmm. in the morning because you know you have plans for the future. Yes. Right. Yeah. Looking forward okay. to I love that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. That was yes, a great advice. I hope you guys are um, taking this to heart and writing it down, placing yeah. it somewhere, whatever. Did you put do. your IG out there? You want to shout out your IG real quick? Oh, I, I didn't. Um, well, my website um, is www.lavishseductions.com. I can be mm-hmm. reached that way uh, via email for consultations, questions. Um, I'm always available. Um, it's attached to my phone. And I also have Instagram, which is lavish underscore seductions. Um, if you want to DM me any questions or anything like that, you most mm-hmm. certainly can. Once again, it's attached to my phone. So I'm available. Awesome. So you guys heard? Yes. Feel free to contact her if you're, you know, have questions. If you're afraid somebody's going to judge you, she's not. You can DM her privately or message her privately. Either way, ask questions, get answers, and you know, stop wondering and googling. <laughs> There's somebody who can answer because Google got everything, but it does. Answer. It's always yeah. it give you all the answers surrounding your question, and it's like, what is the answer to my question? Right. It's so annoying. Like, right. Right. <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much for coming, um, Ms. Lavish. Um, I hope you have the great rest of your day. And thank you so much for listening to us today. Make sure you share this episode for anyone who you feel like should listen or yes. might you know, use this. Yeah. Um, if they're looking for a motivation, maybe a partner of yours mm-hmm. who you feel like, hey, I don't know how to talk to her about this. Maybe this is mm-hmm. something that you can just send her or him to listen and maybe they'll you know, have get, a discussion about exactly, it. And then talk about it with each other. So, yeah. yeah. So thank you once again for coming. And thank you. Aww, listeners for thank you for here. having me. I yeah, really appreciate, I appreciate all that you guys do and you know making yeah. everybody aware and I heard a few of your podcasts I think you guys are just amazing and keep doing what you're doing um, you know Black Queens be running it right now so I really can appreciate that yeah. you guys are just putting a platform out there for everybody here and have these kind of discussions that are like I said are mm-hmm. in our community so I, I really appreciate you Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much. much. All right. So thank you all for listening to I Got Problems and we'll see you on our next episode. Bye. And I hope you're able to solve one of your problems today. (laughs) Bye. Bye.